Hello, welcome everybody to the part two with the interview with Brendan. This is just again an experiment trying this out. Um, yeah, here we go. We're picking off where we left off. So going on Campo, what? Who was your uh, instructor or like um, studio? Yeah, so the it was called uh, Karate Sanfuki. It's in French, and okay. my uh, my teacher was a, a woman named Marie Zikar. She was uh, okay. she's. Um, She's like a she's like a boxer. She's done really well on the at the championship level. She's trying to get into the Olympics now. This is a long time ago. Uh, I didn't know that when I started. Though I was just like, oh, this is the karate school next to me. Yeah, and she taught me a lot about life and and how to think about goals and how to think about discipline. Like how how our belt tests work is every belt had a lesson. So let's say for example, in the orange belt, it was about courage. And another one, it was about integrity. And he, as you go through these belts, you learn something new about life too. So, so yeah, it was a powerful experience. Absolutely, yeah, I remember that. Um, just the lessons and teaching you, like some of the biggest lessons were not even the ones intended to be a lesson. It's just the offhanded comments. Like one instructor essentially said, "If you want to do anything in your life, and you feel it's hard, he's like double down," kind of thing. He's like, don't give up because it's hard. He's like, if anything, go deeper. Try to figure out how to make it easier kind of thing. I like that a and lot. It was, and it was just one of those, it always sank in. I'm like, wow, everyone's so pain avoidance. And he's like, no, embrace the pain. Go for more. Damn. Right? It's not bad for a, a Middle Easterner who came to America as an immigrant. And he just is like, yeah, this is. I've built my studio. I've like, I built my little kingdom. Like the, when it got hard and he's like, there were a few times I thought I was going to go bankrupt. He's like, I just doubled down. He's like, I went to more events, even though I didn't have to. Damn. Right. Good stuff, man. Love it. It is. It is. So back to <laughs> keeping a focus on goals on talking, what are some tips and tricks you tell, um, your customers and your YouTuber uh, following to do? Yeah, for sure. There's a lot, but I, I can give you the biggest one. Okay. That I think will help a lot of people. If you just do this, it'll 10x your skills overnight. Okay. And the method is called puzzle. So public speaking is like a jigsaw puzzle, Josh. You know those jigsaw puzzles you used to do as a kid? Kind of put those puzzle pieces together. I forced everything in, so no. <laughs> oh, that's I was that's I was really the guy that put a circle through a square. But continue. Whoa. I know what you're talking about, though. Okay, cool. So then I, I usually ask the question, but I'll just give the answer, which is, where do you start with first when you build puzzles? And the answer is the edges. Because if you start with mm -hmm. the edges first and you understand the corner pieces, you'll be able to figure out the, and work your way through the middle. But we don't do that in public speaking. Because in public speaking, what happens is we start with the middle first. We shove a bunch of content, whether it's a classroom, the boardroom, the classroom, or the conference room, we just shove a bunch of stuff, we get to the presentation, we ramble through the entire thing, we get to the last slide and it sounds something like this. Uh, uh, yeah, so thanks. Yeah, because you, did, you didn't plan yeah, the edges for it. Exactly. And that's the secret, right? There's an easy way to fix this. Treat your presentations like a jigsaw puzzle. Start with the edges first. Practice your introduction 50 times. Not three times, not five times. Do it 50 times. Same thing with the conclusion. What's a great movie with a terrible ending? Last time I checked, terrible movie. 
same thing 50 times. 50 sounds like a big number, but it actually isn't because your introduction's like a minute. So that'll take you an hour. And then conclusion, minute, take you another hour. So in two hours, that's it. Like you're done. You're going to look at your presentation and go, oh yeah, this is incredible. I did really well. And that's really what I want people to be focused on is how do you present in a way that will make you successful. And if you apply puzzle, and you start with the edges and you get that confidence you need to succeed, you'll go, wow, I'm really good at this thing. Let me dive into the middle now and then you'll be successful. Yeah, that reminds me of this uh, older gent when I uh, was helping out with like an old people's place. He was a sailor and very devoted to what he was doing. And I asked him because he was literally picking up dice and putting it down, but always at one number. I'm like, boy, it's so simple. Why are you doing that? He's like, I want to remember the movement of picking it up. So I'm doing it 83 times slow and 25 times fast. And I'm like, okay, so what does it apply to? And essentially he's like, this is how I became the best marksman in the Navy. I did shot 20, 18, 85 times slow and 25 times fast. He's like, this applies to anything. And I'm like, wow, I just got like the biggest drop in knowledge right there. Well, the, that's big. And the, the same thing for you. It's like, do it. 50 is an easy number to count to, but 50 times slow. And then maybe add an extra 25 to that. But uh, the tempo you would want to do. I completely agree. I like it. Awesome. So I didn't even get to hear your location. Where are you uh, located at? I'm based in Montreal in Canada. Canada. Why did you go? Why did you pick Canada? Or has you just always been in Canada? Yeah, you got a Canada pick me. I'm uh, born and yeah. raised it. But I, but I thought many times of moving like, oh, maybe I should go to Los Angeles or New York or Chicago. And every time I was like, nah, I, I hear really Toronto's like it. good. Toronto's not that great. Oh. It's really, it's nice. Like if I would move somewhere else in Canada, I'd probably go to Toronto. But the reason why is I wouldn't just the rent's too high. City's too big. Like Montreal's nice. It's a good, it's a good mix of European feel and American culture. It's a good mix of the two. So okay. you're kind of in that middle. I mean, I'm a seven hour drive from New York city. So it's, it's a good spot to be in. Yeah. That's not bad at all. Yeah. So genuine curious question. Cause I, I used to play video games with Canadians all the time. Is <laughs> there was complete stoners. That's where I'm like, is weed actually like a common herb you guys just hand to each other other than like obvious, like you, we probably don't partake, but yeah, I don't smoke much, but uh, but it's it's legal here. So yeah, a lot of people do uh, do that. Yeah, it was just one of the Canadians. He he was we were playing like Call of Duty Black Ops two back then, and he's like, "Oh man, I'm sobering up." And we're like, "Dude, why?" And then suddenly his gaming got bad. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna get that Canadian herb." And then he just comes back and he's hundred percent. He's like, "See, this is what Canadian grass does for you, man. Makes you the best gamer." I'm like okay, I'm like I'm 16. I'm like all right, do whatever, like whatever helps float your boat. Lol. So, how recently have you been traveling to customers, or is mainly focusing on your uh, services? Yeah, you got. It. I haven't flown in a long, long time. I think the last time I took a flight was February of last year. 
So yeah, it's been uh it's been an interesting ride. But yeah, what happened was I had to transition very quickly from a speaking business to a coaching one. So most of the stuff like that's what I just did before getting on this call is just coaching a bunch of clients on through Zoom. And oh, okay. Too. But yeah, exactly. But yeah, I can't wait to go flying out again. Uh, this is going to be probably in a couple of months, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> but um, I I think by August, honestly, at least it should be under control. Yeah, man. Finger, dude. Fingers crossed. <laughs> We're hoping. I don't even care about traveling, man. I just want to have restaurant. I just want to go to a restaurant. Seriously, with a I never realized how much I missed a restaurant because I. I go out like night to help a local Denny's because they're open in like 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Just to to know I can't sit there. It like breaks my heart. I'm with you, man. It's the little things, man. It is. Like my whole life, I was always obsessed with money and making it because I grew up in, in a really low income family. But then the second I started making money, I was like, I really don't need a lot of money. I just want my Denny's back. Right. <laughs> Whatever your equivalent for Canada for Denny's. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I'm a fan of Denny's. It's all awesome. It's all, it's all one love for sure. <laughs> I don't know why. They probably the coffee is the cheapest thing in the world, but it's amazing. Oh yeah. I'm just I'm I'm like I just like I just miss my scrambled eggs, my bacon, my pancakes, and just like not doing anything for the whole day and just being hung hungover on breakfast. <laughs> not like food. on drinking, just on breakfast. You just have yeah. too much breakfast. Total food coma situation. <laughs> yeah, I miss those days. It's okay. Soon soon um so any activities recently you've been doing other than uh scaling up like exercising taking up a new hobby kind of thing yeah what i mostly spent time doing now is i was like i need to get my six pack back from my martial art days <laughs> okay so i've just been i just do like 100 crunches a day um i just do like a 15 minute ab workout and then i just run around my house and dance that's pretty <laughs> much my my workout that's it all right. A- anything else like collecting stuff or video video games or something like that? I used to be a very hardcore League of Legends player a very long time ago. I used to play a lot of games. But then after that, I kind of just said, eh, I'm going to be dead in 40 years. I should reinvest that time somewhere else. So I probably spent 90% of my life on Master Talk, doing interviews, uh, working on the videos, because that's what it's really going to be my legacy when I'm dead. Not the fact that I got a diamond in League of Legends, right? That would, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. So, so yeah, man, it's really just been how do I how do I spend most of my time on that? And the other ten percent is just shoving avocados in my mouth, staying healthy, and uh, hopefully getting a brunch here and there uh, when uh, when COVID's over. I live a pretty simple life. I mean, I still live in my mother's basement despite all of the executives I coach. So it's been a funny ride. <laughs> that is funny because you would assume someone being in your position, you would have your, at least your own place. Oh yeah, 100%. like small, but your own place. Oh yeah, hundred hundred percent, man. Like I think most people just play to other people's expectations. Like, like I'll give you a super simple example that comes to me right now: is most people don't spend ten minutes out of their life, not even their day. Like I'm talking about their life, to just write down what are the ten things that you like to do that bring you joy. And, I, and the reason I think that's so important is my list is supposed to be completely different from yours in the same way yours is supposed to be completely different from everyone else's. Like my 10 things is literally things like dancing alone in my basement, taking mini dance breaks, listening to Justin Bieber, karaoke in eight different languages, yelling at people over dinner at a, at a restaurant, especially if it bothers other people at the restaurant. That's my sweet spot. 
and asking them uncomfortable questions about their life, such as, if you were God, what would you do first and why? Like, that's what brings me joy. Whereas most people are listening to this right now are saying, what the hell? Like, I don't want to do any of this. But Especially that's the point, Justin man. Bieber, too. Yeah, I love Justin. He's the best. But that's the point I want to drive is like, where's your list? Right. Why haven't you spent, like, is it reading a book? Is it spending some time with your family? Is it, I don't know, just make the list. I think that's, that's, I think it's crazy that no one is doing that and they just live according to other people's lists. And I think that's why we have so much mental health issues for a starting point. Well, no, that was, okay. I was, so in school, at least in American, I don't know about the Canadian school uh, system, we're essentially taught to go to the, by the test. We're not taught to feel. We're not taught to do anything. Communicate. It just regurgitate, retain and regurgitate on command kind of thing. And I realized, gosh, back in like high school that something's wrong with the system because it seems the kids before me, like I was, a let's say, a senior, the sophomore, uh, sophomores and freshmen are completely broken. They don't know what they're doing. And it almost seems it just keeps like the rock keeps getting passed down the hill and no one wants to admit the problem. Oh, you're absolutely right, man. And trust me, it's the same with Canada. Just the kids are nicer. And you don't get bullied oh, okay. as much. That's the only difference. But other than that, you're right, man. It's it's up to us now. And I think that's what's so cool about this day and age is you can just educate yourself. Like that's what I did with money, uh, with relationships, with health. How do I become a better parent, even if I won't be a parent for another 10, 15 years? How do I develop those skill sets today? How do I avoid something like a divorce? How do I start thinking through these topics that most of us don't teach us, that all of us don't teach us in, in, uh, in, the, in the traditional education system? Communication being the one I'm an expert in, but there's a bunch of other stuff that I pull from other great people too as well. Well, um, I recently, speaking of teaching, have been teaching myself how to like trade but also invest because – I don't know. In Canada, did you guys have a crash in March last year? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm just assuming we're about the same. This You're just the more kinder, uh, easier-going Americans kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. But so back in March when I was working, I sat there and said, okay, something's wrong because there are some people saying this is great and some are screaming their heads off. And then I just like looked into a quick Google search of like what happens when this goes. And I realized, wait, this is how the rich, quote, stay rich is because they buy all this stuff up. But I don't know what right. I'm looking for. So how do I how do I achieve them without being a jerk kind of thing? And Correct. so now it's just I've I've gotten to the point like some of my coworkers are handing me their uh, investments. They're like, hey, what do you think of this? And I'm like, oh, you know, resistance, trend trail lines and valuations with your PE is not good. And he's like, you're speaking Chinese. What does that mean? I'm like, um it's an eh stock. I wouldn't necessarily buy it. He's like, that's all I need. I'm like, dang it. All right. <laughs> I don't need to give the story anymore. Yeah. I think what my advice on that is I don't think most people should play the markets. Most people should just buy index funds. Yes. Buy well, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Just oh, dollar, yeah. Cost, dollar cost average, the S and P 500. Um, and just, it's the buy and forget kind of thing. Yep. That's what I recommend. I recommend that for 99.9% .9 of the population. Even Warren Buffett himself does. Yeah. It's just, it's not worth playing it. Like I like to invest for fun and I've done well in it, but I don't, I don't recommend it for most people. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, when I was first learning, it was like, holy crap, did I just make a, like a terrible decision? But now it's like, okay, 
I got this kind of thing. I, I, I can look at it and be like, oh, others don't see the value, but I do kind of thing. Of course. So what um, are you invested in other than S&P 500 or whatever the Toronto exchange one is? Yeah, yeah, you know my approach is always I'll give you I'll give you general because because I don't I don't want people to know my portfolio. I guess no, I totally understand. Otherwise, that'd be weird because I'm a communication guy. But I, I'll give you my thesis. The way that I think about it is like, how does how, like what what are the future great companies going to be? Right. So now we know like Amazon's a great example of this. But anyone could have invested in Amazon like in 2013. It was kind of obvious at that point that they were going to be big. But it wasn't obvious in 1999. It wasn't obvious in 2001, right after the dot-com bubble burst. So you have to always ask yourself, who who are the next big companies? So it's always important to think about what do you use on a daily basis and what haven't you used before that you're starting to use now? A good example of that is Airbnb, right? You know, before we never used Airbnb, but now Airbnb is disrupting the whole um, industry. So that could be an interesting thing looking at. Once again, not endorsing it or anything. But totally it's something to think about, right? So we're, we're always ask yourself, where is the future going? But for most people, I would just stay away from stocks. I would just buy indexes and and just live your life. Seriously. The only one, because some of my coworkers are like, oh, what do we do to get more money? I'm like, hey, I mean, it's high risk. You got to watch it. But you could just put your money on like QQQ, which is all the technology stuff. But I mean, it's being technology. It could suddenly drop 30% in one day kind of thing. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, that's the only like super maintenance one you need to like focus on. Well, other than that, I'm like, yeah, just put in the SPY or SPYV, which is the value sector of the S&P 500. I'm like, just go with those. Absolutely. So um, any uh, plugs you want uh, before we send off? Yeah, for sure, man. I think what I'll do is I'll, I'll is if for those of you who want to get in touch with me and you want to learn public speaking, Master Talk's definitely the best place. You go on YouTube, you type Master Talk in one word, and you'll you'll find me right there. But for life advice, though, I'd love to leave everyone off with this, which is my favorite quote, and the quote is as follows: "Be insane, or be the same." You want to be like everyone else. That's totally fine. But if you want to make a difference in the world, you want to do something important with your life, you need to realize that everyone who does that are crazy. Don't you find it odd that as a 22-year-old, I started a YouTube channel, not on public, not on pranks or vlogs or jokes, but on public speaking and executive communication. And then I went out to coach those executives a year later, but I still live in my mother's basement. I don't own a car. I'm literally talking to on a mattress that I sleep on. I dance alone in my basement an hour a day. I karaoke in eight different languages. And I love Justin Bieber, especially when he started his career. How does this make any sense at all? And that, Josh, is the point. When every decision in your life makes sense to the only person that matters, which is you, you'll probably become successful in life. So be insane or be the same. Absolutely. That's a powerful send-off. Thank you. It was a pleasure, Brendan. Look forward to get you on in the future. You too, brother. Have yourself an awesome weekend and take care. Bye-bye, man. All right, guys. That's the end of the show. Thank you for listening. A plus for attention. I want you guys to also share on Twitter your experience. Any questions, comments, or concerns. Nothing is too crazy. I also have a link on my website to a speak pipe. You can personally send me a message. 
and I will probably reply back to you. So don't forget to tag me on Twitter, J-R-B-O-L-T-O-N, under dash, again, that's J-R-Bolton, under dash. I'm going to try to post more on Instagram and TikTok, same thing, J-R-Bolton, under dash. So other than that, guys, thank you and look forward to the next podcast in the future. Bye.